Signal is a podcast by the Bucks County Beacon. I'm your host and the Beacon's editor-in-chief, Cyril McLeico. Twice a month, we'll use this space to shine a light on the right-wing extremist currents streaming through Bucks County and beyond. We'll talk to guests who will help listeners navigate these perilous political waters by providing insight, analysis, and organizing solutions so that we can steer the community toward calmer, saner, progressive routes. On Monday, the Bucks County Beacon is launching a new youth-led podcast called The Civic Circle. The Civic Circle will tackle politics, policy, and activism from a Gen Z perspective. Today, I speak with the podcast's hosts. Sarah, a Central Bucks East grad currently studying at UNC Chapel Hill. Mallory, a Council Rock South grad currently studying at Temple University. And Alexandra, a Central Bucks West senior about who they are and what they hope to achieve with their new podcast. Hi, Sarah, Mallory, and Alexandra. Welcome to The Signal. Hi, how are you? To start us off, can each of you tell listeners a little bit about yourselves, your background, your politics, and your level of political involvement? starting with Sarah and then followed by Mallory and Alexandra. Hi all, I'm Sarah. I'm currently a student at UNC Chapel Hill and a alumni of Central Bucks East. Um, I grew up in Bucks County, spent my entire younger life there, and that's when I first began to get really involved with local activism and advocacy, um, especially as one of the only people of color in many of my classrooms. I really started to drift towards educational advocacy and got super involved with the school board and also helped launch Youth for Unity, an activist group based in Doylestown. Um, I'm currently uh, helping to run some campaigns and currently working on growing my um, set of skills in political data, which is where I'm kind of starting to get more interested in, as well as working on the affirmative action case here at UNC. Hi, I'm Mallory. I'm a current student at Temple University. I'm a pre-law and I'm studying English and political science. Um, My political space has always been mostly in I guess issues surrounding race and immigration. My family's originally from Haiti, so my political involvement has basically started since birth. Um, I've continued that on with some political organizations around where I live, Youth for Unity being one. Um, I'm currently the journalism director at a local organization called Dear Asian Youth, where I work with a team of writers to output information about not only our local Asian population, but also issues around the world. Um, one of our cases that we're going to write now is actually affirmative action. And now that I go to Temple, I'm definitely getting involved with more of the political scene in the city. I'm very excited to do that. Hi, I'm Alexandra. I'm a current CB senior. Um, I've lived in Bucks County for my whole life, and um, I've always really been interested in politics, but I didn't get super involved until um, a year ago when all of the um, book banning started happening in Central Bucks. Um, I'm currently part of several um, local social justice groups, including Youth for Unity. Um, I'm the director of Bucks Liberation Coalition, and um, Yeah, I'm just really excited to be here today to talk to you. That's great. Thanks. How would you describe Gen Z socially and politically? I mean, I know that your generation, like any, is not monolithic, but do you think that there are some shared attributes or beliefs that are prominent? 
Yeah, I think especially with the rise of social media that has accompanied our generation, a lot of our politics has been taken online. And this is beneficial in some ways, especially in the rapid share of information, being able to connect with people, see the news much faster and share our beliefs with as many people as we want. But at the same time, this has also contributed to growing polarization and a lot of misinformation on the internet. So I think there are definitely pros and cons to both. Obviously, like you said, our generation isn't monolithic. Um, I think that because a lot of people are on social media, though, there's very much a kind of people like can look into your life and see what you believe or what you aren't saying, which means that's something you don't believe in. So for example, with the Black Lives Matter protests in 2020, there was an Instagram trend where people posted a black square to signify that they were in solidarity with the movement. And while there were a lot of my friends and people that I saw in my community posting those squares, I didn't actually see a lot of people actually going to protest or I don't know if people were actively donating or actually going to the polls to vote in November or getting involved in other ways. So I think that people kind of have started getting involved with politics because they feel a social pressure to, not necessarily because they genuinely believe in the issue. Um, I think what's special about Gen Z in politics is that while other generations have always been passionate about issues like with things like the civil rights movement, women's rights movement, um, what we have that is special is social media. We can validate our own opinions so easily and so quickly through that. We can find groups and spaces that agree with what we say, regardless if it's true or not. And I think that's what made was making Gen Z such a special generation that although we can do things that no other generation has done, that does not necessarily mean that's gonna be positive. It could be negative, but I'm still happy to see that kids my age are involved with things like that, that they're expressing their opinions, even if it's not the same opinion I have. I just wanna see people getting more involved with politics in general and preaching what they support. Yeah, I agree with everything Mallory and Sarah said. Um, I definitely think that social media is the um, you know, special part of our generation that we're able to use it, um, like they said, for good and bad, but it's exciting to see people um, have their voices heard on social media in a way that young voices traditionally haven't been heard before. Do you find it a struggle to have, you know, people in your generation move beyond the, what might be called the collectivism of social media? and into person-to-person -person activism, like engaging in those protests? I think that becomes a lot easier as you move into college because there are just so many more opportunities to get involved and see actual groups that are tabling or nonprofit groups that come to your campus and say, look, we need students to get involved with our work because in high school, your community is very small. You're obviously living at home and you don't have a lot of freedom to maybe you don't have a car and you can't actually physically drive out and go to a rally. But when you're in college, there's a lot more freedom and you're also probably going to be of voting age then. So it feels like there's a lot more like opportunity to have an impact, I believe. And especially um, at UNC, we have this kind of 
student area called the pit where a lot of groups table or hold rallies or invite politicians to come speak there. So a really impactful moment for me was um, Jeff Jackson, who was, he's currently a North Carolina congressman, but he was running for Senate and he came and spoke at the pit. And while the initial turnout of students was relatively low, as students kept walking by, they were more interested and engaged and wanted to hear what he had to say because it was just a, such a central location. And I feel like we don't really have that in high school. So I'd say it's a lot easier to get involved once you're kind of in that tight community on a college campus. Mallory or Alex, did you have anything to add? Sure. Um, I definitely agree that it's nice to be able to go out and be involved in things in person. But being as someone from a high school that was not surrounded by anything political kind of like I would have to go out to Philly and my school's about 30 minutes away to actually get involved in political spaces. I would encourage kids to really get involved online. There is a way to, there is a way to be, you know, civilly engaged through the internet. You can email your politicians, you can work on campaigns from home. There are many different ways to be involved and not be physically there. So I would say the clickability thing may not be an issue as long as people are getting involved in the actual issues rather than like Sarah brought up just posting a black square. Um, as long as they're doing it in genuine fashion, it's proper way to do it either way. Yeah. I agree. I also um, will say, even though we, um, as young people, we do have strong opinions and we do care about politics, obviously um, our parents do still kind of play a factor into everything. And I feel like a lot of teenagers who may really care about activism and post about it and tell their friends about it and all that kind of stuff, um, their parents don't necessarily allow them to attend a protest or go to a political um, event for safety reasons or maybe ideological differences. So. I feel like um, what Ma Mallory said, it's important to be involved online, especially if you can't be involved in person for whatever reason. Do you think there are any popular misconceptions about Gen Z? I guess I'm not sure. I'd say maybe from older generations um, that... I guess it's not really a misconception, but I think a lot of older people tend to dismiss us because we are always on our phone. And like I've heard older people say like, oh, your entire life is like on your phone or people, um, especially when I'm like out canvassing or knocking, like knocking doors or just actively being engaged with politics. I've had older people say to me like, wow, it's so nice to see a young person like physically outside doing things. So I think there is kind of this like idea from older people that young people are really only engaged online. And while I think that is true to an extent, I mean, that's kind of what we've all been saying. I think there are still a lot of people that are engaged in person and genuinely do care about these issues and are physically out there trying to make a change, not just online. I think one of the biggest misconceptions I ever hear is from, I guess, older generations is that our generation is just so focused on just maybe LGBTQ plus issues. Like they tell us that maybe we're too engaged and it's like not something to be so serious about. And it's something that I personally support when it comes to people being involved and working against legislation or anything that's going against LGBTQ plus community. But I do think it's one of the largest issues I hear about coming from them saying that we're being too, I guess, liberal in that sense. So just be accepting of everybody. I don't see it as an issue, but I do hear it from other generations. I feel like something I also hear even from people in our generation is that we're quote unquote like too sensitive, um, that we care too much. But 
I think that people in our generation are really, um, you know, just opening their eyes to injustice and um, are looking to respect other people and their identities. Um, so yeah, I don't really think that we're sensitive. We're just looking to be empathetic, kind, loving people. Do you believe that your generation was forced to grow up and engage politically at an accelerated pace, um, given the epidemic of gun violence in schools in the United States, the rights war, both on public and higher education, as well as the climate emergency that we find ourselves in? Absolutely. And I think this is something that I've thought about a lot because to an extent, like I would say I had a very kind of normal childhood. Like I was six when the 2008 financial crisis happened. And honestly, I could not tell you like what my parents were going through. Um, but at the same time, like I remember going to the polls to vote with my parents for President Obama and that being a very impactful moment for me, especially with immigrant parents. And as again as one of the only people of color in um, my schools i definitely remember feeling especially alienated in elementary school because little kids are so mean <laughs> for no reason and when you have differences like you will feel it um so i think that's that kind of made those were things that were happening to me but i never really took action on them until the Parkland shooting, which I think was a turning point for a lot of young people, where we saw activists um, who were high school students and who were suddenly leading marches all across the country. They were speaking in DC, they were meeting with political figures. And as a young person, I was seeing someone only a few years older than me on TV or in person and that was just so inspiring to me because before that obviously I cared about issues. I remember in seventh grade um, there was a shooting in San Antonio and I was like shocked that that had happened but nobody else in my class even knew about it and I think I was always very sensitive to those issues but I just didn't think I could do anything as a young person until the March for Our Lives movement surfaced. Um, I think when it comes to our generation of feeling we have to grow up earlier, um, at least I think it depends what part of my identity I'm looking at. Obviously, I'm just a young person in general, but coming from the Black community and the Haitian American community, there has always been some issue in history where we are forced to be more mature than maybe the average kid in America, since we are in the minority, just population size and that in general. So I feel like since I was a kid, I've always been in that mind space where I have to be older, especially at the school I went to starting from first grade and up was primarily white. And I think kids in those communities naturally feel like they have to be more mature because they have to be more presentable. Um, so including gun, maybe gun issues that could have increased the speed at which I feel like I had to grow up. But in general, I think just minority students have always had that same space where they think they have to be ahead of the curve, they have to be better, so that nothing can be said about them. So in general, probably have grown up a little earlier than normal. Yeah, I agree with what Mallory said. I feel like a lot of marginalized students have always, like throughout time, have felt like they had to um, kind of grow up quicker because of their marginalized identities. Um, but it's definitely, um, you know, like Sarah said, it is inspiring to see young people in these positions and leading marches and going out there and doing things. But at the same time, um, it is kind of sad because, you know, children, they should be 
able to enjoy their, you know, childhood and do fun things and not have to worry about gun violence in their classrooms or racism or homophobia or any of those types of things, even though it is our reality. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a mix of emotions seeing kids doing those kinds of things. Finally, next week you'll be launching your monthly podcast with the Bucks County Beacon called The Civic Circle, where you three will discuss politics, policy, and activism through a Gen Z lens. What are your hopes and aspirations for this podcast? I think, honestly, I feel like we have something to prove to older generations. Like, I definitely want young people to listen to our podcast and feel inspired to take action. But I also think there are a lot of older generations that look down upon us or haven't really been able to hear our voices because they're not amplified. And I very much want the podcast to be listened to by older generations that say something along the lines of like, wow, Gen Z is actually, they care about these issues, they're engaged in them and kind of like have hope in us and put trust in us that we can tackle these issues in the future. Oh, I definitely agree. I mean, I think what I was looking forward to the most is the fact that I've grown up in Bucks County basically my entire life since I was about six. And I don't think up until maybe my sophomore year of high school, there are people, I didn't think that there are people around me who thought similar to me or could understand who I was generally. So I'm really looking forward to kids in high school or even middle school listening to it and who live in Bucks County and actually knowing that there are people out there, even if we're in college or at the end of high school, that agree with them or have the same issues, like people who can experience the same things that they have experienced people having something they can look to or look forward to hearing and be comfortable to hear it. Yeah, I agree with everything Sarah and Mallory said. Um, I'm excited for people in older generations to hear and get a sense of um, what we as Gen Z care about. And I'm also excited for um, younger people to hear it. And um, I hope it kind of shows them like, hey, the three of us are just teenagers and we're talking about issues that matter to us on a podcast. Like you're able to be involved in your community. You do have a voice and um, you should get out there. Well, Sarah, Mallory, Alexandra, thank you so much for coming on to The Signal. And thank you for this new podcast that you're going to be producing for the Bucks County Beacon. I'm really excited to listen to the first episode. And thanks again for all your work and advocacy and activism that you do where you are in Bucks County on campus at Temple or UNC Chapel Hill, etc. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you, Cyril. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been The Signal, a podcast by the Bucks County Beacon. I'm Cyril McAlego, Editor-in-Chief and Host. For more progressive news, analysis, and opinion from Bucks County and beyond, go to www.buckscountybeacon.com. The Signal is produced by Kevin Mahoney of Raging Chicken Media. Intro-outro music by Moff et Tula, featuring Cartas a Felice, used with permission.